Welcome back to The Observation. The Observation is powered by Cash App. When personal finance meets your funds and the stuff that matters, that's money, that's Cash App. You know what else is money? Besides using my code and getting $15 for free if you're a new user. Uh, <laughs> G-Money. That's money. <laughs> G-Money's on the show today. Um, and he's on the blue couch. G-Money is a good friend of mine, but he's also uh, like a futurist disruptor in the NFT space. And I'm really excited to have you in studio. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, if you're watching this show uh, via YouTube, um, G has his PFP over his face. And this is this has been done purposefully um, as you are. Are you full Anon? I'm I'm pseudo Anon. I mean, you're, you're sitting here looking at my face. I feel, it's interesting, right? Because it's like, uh, I feel like a lot of people know who I am, especially in the space, but not everybody does, right? So it's like, I'm not doxxed, but like I do, I, I'm starting to get approached on the street. Like the other day, it, this is actually pretty funny. I was walking around in Soho and some dude comes up to me and he's like, hey, check out my belt. And I'm like, uh New York City. That's really weird. Yeah. I'm like, and I just keep on walking. He's like, no, no, like check out my belt. Like it's a nouns belt. And then I'm like, I turn around and he had the nouns glasses no as his belt buckle. And I was like, I'm like, oh, oh, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, that's the first time I've ever been like stopped on the street of people like knowing who I am. And I'm like, all right, I guess. It's so then why, are, why are we even doing this show with, the, no, with no, your face we're, covered we're, up? We're doing it. We're doing it for now. So, okay. So was that strategic? Did you, did you always just want to remain anonymous? And like, does it bother you that people are figuring out who you are now? No. So when, when I first, like when I started the account, um, you know, I've been in crypto since 2017 yeah. and I had a lot of friends that, you know, were really like stuck through the cycle. So like when I got involved in 2017 in Q1 of 2018, I was like, the tech is amazing. It's going to change the world, but it's still too early. Like we're still probably like five to seven years away from like anything being built. Right. Because I remember the dot-com bubble, right. Yeah. And the dot-com bubble, like the internet we know today took about 10 years to build. Yeah. Pets.coms, buying pet food on the internet was a great idea in 1999. Just like nobody was buying anything on the internet, right? So like now, now it's a multi-billion dollar business. So yeah. I was like, at the time I was like, all right, I'm going to come back. I'm gonna, I sold everything that I had that was liquid and I'll be back. And I had a bunch of friends that stayed throughout the bear market. And like they, you know, were VCs. They were, you know, hustling, building stuff and all that stuff. And so, you know, when, when I ended up, I ended up getting back into crypto in March of 2020, I partook in DeFi summer and I was relearning everything. And then I found NFTs in August and I start going down the rabbit hole and I'm like, oh man, this is like really incredible tech. Like everything that I had seen was, was just like, I'm like, this is going to change the world and, and this and that. And it was in like this November, December that I was like, all right, well, I'm going to like, I got to a point where I can convince people in crypto that thought NFTs were dumb. Yeah. Like after talking to them for 15 or 20 minutes, they would like at the end of those 15 or 20 minutes, they'd be like, all right, I get why you might like NFTs, but I, I'm not going to buy any of you. Like I, I'm not going to buy them, but I understand why you might find value in it. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, so I got my pitch down of being able to convince people that NFTs do have some value in them. I was like, if I'm going to go around like one dinner, one dinner party at a time, red pilling people, I'm like, we're like, I'm never going to do this. So I'm yeah. like, all right, let me start my, uh, like my Twitter handle and let me lean into it. And so when I started talking to my friends and I was like, these people that were around, very, very private people, very into OPSEC. And they were, I was like, do I go under my normal name or do I just go under a pseudonym? And they're like, just go under a pseudonym. They're like, you know, and people were telling me horror stories like, yeah, I got SIM swapped like five times last year. I'm like, 
That wow. doesn't sound fun. I'm like, you know, I like just from a convenience factor, let alone like, you know, having to change your passwords and all of that. It's like just having to call up like AT&T or Verizon and be like, hey, like I got SIM swap, change it back and this and that. So I was like, all right, well, just to lower my surface area of attack. Yeah. Let me just go with uh, a nickname that I've had since I was a teenager. Yeah. And uh, I really just kind of leaned into that. And then, you know, in Q1 of, of 2021, when like NFTs finally started hitting like mainstream where people were talking about it, I had an opportunity to, to be on some mainstream publication, but they wanted me to show my face and say my name. And I'm like, nobody necessarily cares what me, the investor thinks of this, but people care what G money, the crypto punk ape thinks about this. Cause I wrote at that point I had written the Twitter thread. Uh, I was starting to gain some following and I was just like, well, what I, what I look like and what my name is shouldn't really matter. Right? Like if I have good ideas, then the only thing that should matter is good ideas. And so I just really started leaning into it. And I was just like, all right, well, I mean, if you want me to come on, like you have, to, it has to be with my ape on or, or I'm not going to come on. And so it's like, I've just been really leaning into it. Uh, it's been fun. It's, 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 I, it's interesting because when I meet people now, I feel like nobody really, nobody posts stuff. Nobody posts pictures of me. Like they'll be, oh, can we take a selfie? And I'm like, if you post it, just put my ape over it. And I feel like people feel like they're part of like an inside club almost where mm -hmm. they're like, oh, like I know who G Money is. Yeah. You know, I'm your secret safe with me type of thing. So it's, it's been, it's been fun. I, yeah. it, it's been surprising to me that, um, it, it's been this long. Like I've, I've been out, like we, we hang out at like, almost every conference, right? And yeah. people know who I am and like pictures of me don't show up online, which I think is pretty cool. But I've, I I kind of love it because it's like this, it's a little bit of mysteriousness. It's like a little bit of intrigue and it's a little bit of FOMO. Like you, do you know G, you know? <laughs> and when you really do know, it's so like, obviously we're friends and we hang out like all these different conferences and like outside of them too. But it's just, it's uh it adds to like a persona of sorts. It just feels like this like part of your brand that I think it's almost added value to your brand, if anything. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely some intrigue there, right? Like some, you know, who is G Money type of thing. Um, yeah, like I've always operated from the, the mindset of, I wanted people whenever they meet me in real life to be like, he's exactly the same person as yeah. he is on Twitter. Cause I feel like everybody's met those people where like, Oh, that they're so different than their Twitter personality. Yeah. yeah. And they're, it's almost like they're living a double life. And I was like, I think that that is one like very tiresome. Yeah. And so like, I just want, like, I don't want to be like, yeah, like I'm very cynical and a shit poster on Twitter, but like in real life, I'm like funny and go and like happy to, to hang out with people. And so it's like, I just wanted to be really authentic to who I was. Um, yeah, it, it's been a really interesting experience and experiment. There's a couple other people that are obviously pseudo anon, but like there's that like level of gray, right? Some people yeah. are more anonymous than others. Some people are barely anon, right? Like it's yeah. just, it's been super interesting to kind of watch that. It's an interesting conversation about privacy because I always think about privacy and it's like everyone just volunteers information. And I don't know if that's, I mean, there's different generational uh, ways of interacting with social media with like web two and then web three and just having any sort of platform. But like what I've come to know is that, you know, you can, you can always give information away. You can always share things, but once you give your privacy away, it is very hard to get back. Right. Well, so what's it been like with you, right? Cause you have your full name, right? So yeah. how's that been experienced? I have my full name and it's also a, if we're talking like SEO and like, it's just a less common name. So mm -hmm. there's only two, Aubrey Strobel's in the United States. So mm. I basically own all of that. And then, and, but that almost makes it, it's like, do you want to give your kid 
a unique name, right. you know, they, they can do whatever they want right. with that. They can use it or not, but it's, it's been, um, you know, similar things where like I'm out at a party and someone comes up to me and, but, and, you know, knows my name. I don't know if I could have ever gone the opposite way working in like a traditional background, but you also worked in a traditional background as well, right? You right. were like equities trader. Yeah, I was for, an equities trader, right? And a long time. Yeah. And before we get into that, like, it's, it's funny because sometimes I've been like, out with Farouk and people are like Farouk and like they come in like yeah. they're going for the selfie and I'm like exit stage left yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. this is great you Swerve know <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'll see you later <laughs> um but yeah no so but like I guess coming from a traditional background as well where it's like you know I because you built a career with yeah. that background yeah you know right and, it, and I did that under just my like yeah, yeah your under name. my real name or yeah. my you given name G, my birth name you weren't right? G money <laughs> G money the equities trader although I should have been that probably would have been damn it Let's, but let's yeah. make that a, a, a common <laughs> thing. No, but like, yeah, you basically had a whole career and you're like, I'm dropping this career and I'm, and I'm, and I'm leaving that person behind. Well, no, because I think like I bring, not, not you, who you are. Right. But like, Your name. you know, the, the name, but like, I think it's been really interesting. One, it's a testament as to how fast the space moves. Yeah. Right. It was like, I was able to build a reputation very quickly. And I think you even still see it happen now where if somebody yeah. comes in they start a Twitter handle, they start making maybe some big transactions and having a point of view, like people are like, people are just interested, right? They're yeah. like, oh, like, what is this person thinking, right? Like 6529, uh, you know, started just buying a ton of NFTs last summer. Yeah. And now, you know, he's known now for his epic threads, right? Yeah. That it's like, every time I read them, and I there's, learn there's, something there's new. So good. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is amazing, right? And yeah. I, I think that's been like really cool of being able to build like a reputation and build... Uh, equity in your reputation so quickly that re you really haven't seen before. Cause like at the end of the day, yeah. the reason why people want to know your full name is because there's a reputation that goes with that. Right. They're like, Oh, that person did this or, you know, Oh, they're a good person, whatever. And it's like, a, like I have a way that I interact with people online that if I start acting differently, then the G money reputation goes down. Exactly. Right? And we've seen that a lot where people who have been anonymous get docs because they do shitty things, right? And yeah. people are like, yeah, well, I want to find out who this person is because they screwed me, right? Well, see, that's the that's the other part about being a non or being pseudo-anon. It's like you can hide better. Obviously, it's good. Okay, it's a longer conversation about mm -hmm. privacy. Like, you could even take that to, like, the whole tornado cash issue that's happening right now. There's, with privacy, people naturally, because they're not used to having privacy, almost default to whatever you're doing is like nefarious actions that it's mm -hmm. not, it's not good, but some pri privacy is, it's okay to be a private person. It's right. okay to have private transactions. It's not, not all of it is laundering and illicit and you're right. a bad person. Right. It's like you have, you have that right to right, privacy. Yeah. It, it's funny. Cause like my parents are immigrants and they're yeah. always private. They're always like, don't give more information than yeah. you need to like, and, and not because they're doing anything illegal. It's just because they're just private people, right? Yeah. They just would rather have their own lives and not have everybody know all of their business. So it's it's really interesting when you contrast that with the way a lot of social media works where people are posting, oh, your story of where you are at that exact location, you know, you're sharing like amazing trips and, and stuff like that. That's just like the world we live in today. Yeah. But it's, you know, and I don't know if it's generational or maybe it's just my my parents are just weird and that's the way they think. But I do think like if we were to talk to our parents and our grandparents, they're probably much more private people than, you know, us and people younger than us are today. I, it's interesting too, because I, I could see both sides of it. I know like 
growing up, my grandparents were like, we used to leave the door open and (laughs) unlocked and, you know, whatever. But it's also like, but you also had like, I don't know, like a gun, like, you know, I don't know. It was just like, so it was like, did you, you were you you really trusted? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You really trusted or were you just like testing people? (laughs) I dare you to come in. (laughs) (laughs) It really was that way though. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a, I think some of it's generational. Um, I think that people, like there's obviously a, a lot of opportunity about growing a brand online and mm-hmm. so that that's definitely something to do but like what you put your name behind means a lot mm-hmm. and it's interesting to me coming from equities that if like why didn't you go, I mean you did DeFi summer but why didn't you go full DeFi like why was that not so you were thinking and you were like you know you could have gotten anything like right. bitcoin nfts uh you know DeFi like and you were like nfts yeah so I think uh part of it is um, my background, I it, and like a lot of it too is with DeFi. I'm not a dev, right? Yeah. So during DeFi summer, the big edge was if yeah. you could read code, you knew what was safe really early on. Yeah. So you would get the easy yield, right? The yeah. earlier you got into the pool, the more money you make, and that's that was the easiest yield if you knew that it wasn't a rug. Yeah. And so I couldn't read code, so I would have to be like, all right, well. I think this guy is really smart. And if he tells me he's doing this, then I'm going to do it. Or this wallet, this is, I, I track this wallet. So it's like, I was always at a competitive disadvantage. So that was one thing that I was like, it's just really hard. It's really hard to win when there's so many people that understand totally. stuff in front of you. Yeah. And so that was one. And yeah. two, you know, even from my, like coming from an equities background, I always had a focus on cons- consumer discretionary. Yeah. So like, ev- like up until last year, my best trade ever was I was interning in New York City in the summer of 2003. Uh-huh. And I was on the subway. And this is back when the MP3 market was massively fragmented. Yeah, I saw everybody with these white headphones in their ears. And that was the original iPod. And like, it didn't matter. They were like school kids, yeah. uh, young professionals, old people, everybody on the subway had them. And I was like, oh, I'm like, these are Apple headphones. This is the iPod original. I'm like, at the time, Apple stock, I don't know what it is split adjusted, but oh my it was $10 a share. I bought the $20 calls for 62 cents a share each. And then I sold them for $49 a share each within like 18 months. Cause I bought the, the farthest out options that I could. And I sold them before expiration. And I was like, and that was like just me catching a consumer trend really early yeah. on. I obviously didn't know that Apple would go on to do what they did, but at the very least <laughs> they, they started to, yes. to really control that MP3 market really early on. And so like, that was like one of my first like big successful consumer trend plays and then a couple of years later, I don't know if you remember True Religion brand jeans. Yeah, of course. And so, you know, I was, this was like. All bedazzled maybe, up yeah, and ridiculous. Like, yeah, when ridiculous. dudes were wearing those, I was like, well, we've fallen away. We've, <laughs> lo- we've lost God. <laughs> I was one of those. I was Damn one it. of those. But Damn like, it, but the thing is, the thing is, I was like, you know, because I was a huge supporter of the brand. I made so much money on it. Right. Yes, so because yes. what, what ended up happening is I think it was like 2005, 2006 in, in that they area. They were so popular. They were yeah. so like all of my fashionable girlfriends in New York were yeah. wearing them. And I'm like, all oh. of your fashionable girlfriends or yeah, friends gr- that are girls. Uh, friends oh. that are girls. <laughs> friends. <kidding>. That, <laughs> um, all my fashionable friends that were girls were wearing them. Yeah. And this is before the men started wearing them. And I was like, okay, well, if these women are wearing them, they're probably going to start going on trend very soon. Yes. True religion happened to be a publicly traded stock at the time. And I think it was under $5. Uh, it eventually got by VF, uh, bought by VF Corp for like 26 or $27 uh, a few years later. But I, like I bought the stock and I just, I rode that trend up. So it was like, I, I was always observant. Right. And yeah. always understanding. Observant. 
on the uh, observation. Yes, we love exactly. that. We love that. No, no pun intended. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but that, that's cool that you're always early. Why do you think you're like early to trip? How do you notice things? How do you, I, see, I like, don't like, I, I don't really know. I just think I'm an observant person. So like, like I'll notice like what brands people are wearing or like what people are doing. And like the way I found NFTs, the reason why they made sense to me was because I started playing Fortnite. Like literally yeah. th that was the story. It's like I, at the beginning of quarantine, I hadn't played a video game in a decade. Yeah. I down, I buy a PlayStation. I download Fortnite. I start playing with two of my friends. One of them has a 12 year old nephew in Texas. And the first thing this kid asked me was what skins did you buy? And at first I'm like skins. I'm like, they don't give me any special powers. Like this game's free to play. Like they're not going to see a dime from me. And then like two or three weeks later, like I'm buying backpacks, I'm buying skins, I'm <laughs> buying emotes, like I'm buying everything. And I'm like, I realize that that kid is 12 years old. Yes. 10 years from now, he's going to be 22. He's going to have his own income. He can decide what he wants to do with it. Yeah. He's to be totally okay with owning a purely digital asset. So this is like in April, May of 2020. And I, I still had no idea what NFTs were. I was just getting back into um, crypto. Yeah. And I was like, at, the metaverse was not a thing. Yeah. Uh, Unity, Roblox, these weren't publicly traded companies, but I was like, there has to be a way that I can take advantage of this super cycle over the next decade. I like, do I start a Roblox studio? Do I start like a Minecraft studio? I'm like, I don't even know how to monetize off this, but I knew that there was an opportunity there. And then when I found NFTs, I was like, oh, I'm like, this is your, this is your skin on Twitter. And yeah. like, you know, you can verify how scarce this is. So it's like, this is like wearing a digital Rolex because you can tell like, you know, like people don't wear nice watches because it tells better time. Right. You wear nice watches <laughs> because it sends a signal, right? Yeah. Of like, you know, you appreciate the craftsmanship. You can afford to buy a watch and wear it on your wrist that is that expensive. Right. And so like I was like, this is like this kind of plays right into the human psyche of how we've organized ourselves for the last 10,000, 20,000 years in a social order of being like, yeah, well, we want things that are scarce. We want things that set us apart. And what better way to then to figure how to do that in the digital world and with like a decentralized ledger that tells you, yeah, that actually is really scarce, right? And yeah. that's why like NFTs made sense to me. And then I just started going down the rabbit hole off that. And like, I, it's interesting because like, I feel like I just started catching it like right before it, re like I wrote my Twitter thread. I, I mean, punks and NBA yeah. Top Shot really started going off like a week later. I like to think that I, I helped spark that, but like, <laughs> well, give you know, me the credit. yeah, but like, but like the thing is like, it was, we were just like on the cusp of it. And yeah. I remember around that time I was, cause this was in early January of 2021. I was in Mexico in new year's celebrating new year's with my friends. And I remember I was telling them I was buying these JPEGs, you know, these pixelated pictures on the internet. And they were looking at me like I had 10 heads and I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to hang out with my internet friends and discord for like the next three years until like the real world catches on. Like yeah. this is a thing. And it, it happened, you know, a month later, which was crazy. Okay. But that, that's an interesting thing there that you said. So for, for your friend's son, was it son? Uh, nephew. nephew yeah. Who, who it's skins were like no brainer, obviously I want this. And then, and then you're into it. And like that in his mind there's not, there's not even a question of like, is this weird to do? He just knows, he's like, mm -hmm. this is cool. Like right. it's intuitive. Therefore in the future, it'll be intuitive for him. But then there's the people out there right now that, you know, you're buying NFTs and they're like, I don't understand that at all. And like, let's be honest, like there were NFT, like ether rocks. People are like, why are you be buying a picture of a rock? Like, it's just not, a, just a fucking, you rock. know, you know, <laughs> and people, and like, so 
there's this intuitive side of it, like, oh, naturally you would want that, you know, for your player, for your character. Like, you want them to, like, it, it, it is a signal, it's a status. Um, but then there's some things that aren't intuitive that feel like they don't have taste, that feel like people are like, oh, is so is it just like a, like, you just want to flip this NFT? Or, the, like, because there's all these different approaches to it, right? Like, right. why are, why people are even getting into them in the first place? And a lot, and if we're being honest, a lot of people are getting into them because they do want to make money. Right. I right? mean, listen, as much I, as people say community, right. community. Like, well, let's be honest. Like, we wouldn't be talking about NFTs as entering the global zeitgeist if, you know, the price of them went from free to like millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Like, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. Totally. So, like, I do understand that element of it, right? But, like, yeah. to me, it's like the technology really is revolutionary, right? Like, if we're going to be living in a more digital future, there has to be a way where we don't have, like, some dystopian overlord that's being like, well, you violated the terms of service, so now, like, you can no longer interact with people, right? Yeah. Like, we, I, I think we kind of, like, believe in that in crypto, yeah. like, at a fundamental level of, like, you know, not your keys, not not your, not your Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Like literally that's, uh, precepts that we live by. Right. And yeah. so like, to me, it's like, yeah. So like if I have this in-game asset, right. I, even if I get kicked out of the game, I should be able to sell that asset because it's my thing that I earned, I spent money on or whatever. And I should have ownership over that. It shouldn't be determined by like, you know, somebody that ends up controlling whatever the metaverse is and being like, yeah, well you pissed me off today. So like you're done. Right. Do you worry about that? Like meta, like Facebook or even VCs having too much ownership over this and like where the metaverse narrative is going? Because I felt like there was this beautiful like euphoria of like excitement. And then so quickly it felt like it almost was taken and like destroyed. <laughs> I don't know. You know, because it got that's and I mean, that's every cycle. Like right. I've been here since 2016. I've, I saw it last time with like ICOs and shit like that. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> here we go again like you know I, we can't have it, anything nice you right know? no like, <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things this is why we can't have the nice things <laughs> but yeah no i i agree with you i think like what the reason why i think i'm working so there's two things that i want one is yes. for disruption right yeah. and i think that comes from within the space right like backing founders that have incredible ideas that are really smart that are driven by you know the ultimate cause of like yeah this should be something that's owned by the community right that that meme i think is wholeheartedly good, yeah. right? Um, and adoption, right? And so, like, adoption happens by onboarding these major corporations, right? Because it's like, you know, and, and this is why I was so happy to work with Adidas when when they launched their first NFT. Which was, was massive, by the way. Can we just talk <laughs> about that for the people that don't know? Uh, yeah, so, you know, in uh, December of 2021, I was, myself, uh, Pixel Vault, and Board Ape Yacht Club, uh, we were uh, three collaborators with Adidas. Uh, on how, did, how did that even happen to you? Were so, you just like, what the fuck is my life? I, really, it's still now. Like right now, I'm like, what the fuck? Like if you were to tell me a year ago, a year ago even, yeah. that I'd be like here and that like I'd be having some of the conversations that I've been having, I've been like, you're fucking crazy, right? Yeah. And like even I, the way I started working with Adidas was somebody on their web three team literally sent me a message, a cold message to my Twitter that was like, Hey man, I love what you're doing. I work at Adidas would love to chat with you sometime. And I had no, like, I had no idea if this guy worked at Adidas. So I was just like, all right, what if the guy does work at Adidas, right? Like, what if it's not a fake? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like a like, skit. What yeah. if this is not a rug? Yeah, right? I'm that? like, yeah, he's, he's like, connect your wallet right here yeah, yeah. and sign this transaction. Send the funds, I'm a prince. <laughs> and I'm like, done, done, done. done. <laughs> and, and so, 
you know, we hopped on the call and I was like, all right, like he's saying all the right things. It seems like he works at Adidas, but I still didn't know if he worked at Adidas. Like I finally got an email uh, from the Adidas domain yeah. from him like six weeks later. I'm like, all right, well, I know he works at Adidas. I just don't know. If he's do if well, he works about, in the What about group, a quick LinkedIn search, Jeek? Why couldn't you just LinkedIn? I could have done that. I could have done that. But you know what? Fuck LinkedIn. Because <laughs> I, I went. Fuck LinkedIn. You've heard it here on the observation. <laughs> because I, I went to create, like, re, when I created my Twitter profile, I think I, I got my Instagram, and then I created a LinkedIn profile for G Money. Like, and they were like, nah. And they were like, nope, delete. And so then since then, I'm like, all right, like, I have no desire to do anything LinkedIn. Who the hell is still on LinkedIn anyway? Right. I don't know. Just a bunch of boomers. But yeah. Yeah. Like, no, like, so I was just like all right whatever <laughs> and so then like we started talking and you know they, it was like well we started going back back and forth on ideas and i remember the first convo we had i was like you should sign me as like your first like nft celebrity endorsement type of thing because i'm like i think that would be sick like to have a crypto punk uh signed with adidas and i think that would be really cool and obviously they had their strategy of they were yeah. what they were working on i think their, their thing is actually better uh, than my original idea. But like, you know, we were just strategizing and they would come back to us and be like, well, this is what we're thinking. What do you guys think of this? And, you know, we were all just giving our, our input and our feedback and overall strategy, uh, strategic direction on it. And, you know, it culminated in uh, Into the Metaverse, right? Which dropped in December of 2021, which also happened to coincide within a day. It was either a day or two before or a day or two after Nike bought Artifact. Yeah. Right? And yeah. like, to me... When you want to talk about some of the most significant events to happen in crypto, I think it was those two things. Like those are two of the most culturally relevant plan, yeah. uh, brands on planet Earth yeah. announcing that they're coming into the space within the same week. Like I think every brand on the planet at that point has to be like, what's our NFT strategy? Like what what's going on here? Because like Metaverse had already rebranded, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe a few weeks, a month before, but yeah. They're a tech company. You kind of expect them to be like, all right, well, we're going to explore the metaverse and see what it's like in a virtual reality future. I, I would expect that from a tech company to get it, to get something from consumer consumer brands that are probably two of the most popular brands that drive culture on yes. planet Earth. Yeah. Like that is big. That, yeah. That's the cool thing with Nike and Adidas because it's like you Nike and Adidas is like a feeling. They're like both of those brands, right? right. Like don't, people don't buy Nike because it's like they want they care about the shoe. They, right. It's like the message that it yeah. sends. It's cultural. It's always been that way. And it's like, and I think it's grown generationally over time, right? Because a lot of times I'll, I use this, this, this uh, analogy, right? Where it's like, when I was young, I always wanted like, you know, whatever the hot pair of sneakers were, yeah. right? And I'm like, mom, like I want this pair of Nikes or this pair of Adidas, whatever it is. And she's like, well, here's like the champion sneakers that like you can wear on your feet and yeah. like they're good for sports too. And I was like, no, I want that, right? Yeah. And like, I feel like our, because our parents didn't grow up in this branded consumer world totally. that we grew up in, where yeah. it's like, I'm not going to be happy unless I own this exact yes. thing, yeah. right? And I think that that's kind of, I, I use that analogy for like digital assets, where it's like a kid want, they're like, I just, I want to wear this outfit when I play video games, yeah. right? Like, this is how I want my friends to see me. And it could only be for five minutes, yeah. right? Like it could be for the length of that game and then I'm going to change it, right? And yeah. I think that to me is like the disconnect between like older people. Because when I was describing NFTs to people my age, they were like, that's stupid. I'm like, that's cool. Like you're not really the target consumer here, right? Like yeah. you are already aged out of this. That, this is yeah. the, the, next, the next group of people that will have a lot of wealth to spend on whatever they want is like 15 years old, right? Like the yeah. next... 
like the first trillionaire is probably a teenager right now. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I want to know what that kid's going to buy. Yeah. Like, I don't care what like I'm going to buy or somebody that's my age is going to buy. We already know what they're going to buy. You know, so like that to me is like the really interesting thing with this whole thing. I, you just articulated what I've been, I've been saying so much. And it's, it's, it's sad to see people in like the millennial generation kind of already be like phased out, if you will, like grow, mm. grow out of it. It's like this growth mindset that can't be taught. Mm-hmm. But if you do have it, if you do stay open and, and you can kind of understand, I guess you just have to know trends. You have mm-hmm. to always be interested. I think, is it because you know, they just, something becomes totally irrelevant to, the, to them. And then it's like, I, I there's think, it's like stall. I think like here, like I think because one of my, it's, it's sad. Cause we're, we're not terribly old. Like, right, right. like no, there's I so agree. much life to be lived and it feels like, Oh, well, everyone pass it to Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you like, mean? Well, what my do you, time is up. What do you mean? Like, what the hell? No, but, like, so what I are think you doing? Part of it, I think part of it is really, I, and I think this is one of like my really, my really big strengths is, is that I think I can learn from anybody. Like, I don't think that, because somebody is younger than me, yeah. uh, that I have nothing to learn from them, right? Yes. And so, like, honestly, one of the best pieces of advice I got was from somebody who I, like, literally am old enough to be his dad, and he gave me some advice. I'm like, wow, I'm like, you're what was such it? a... So it, you know, when I started with the G Money brand, I was like, okay, I can either really lean into NFTs and be yeah. really good at NFTs, or I could just be, like, crypto in general, and then, like, try to understand DeFi and, you know, try to be, like, everything to everybody. Yeah. And it was, like, he was, like, dude, like, lean into NFTs. Are you kidding me? Like, th- you understand them. Why are you going to try to learn something that you in- like, you aren't as good at? Yeah. Right? Like, you, I'm sure you can learn it, but it would just take me much longer yeah. to understand, like, you know, the option mechanics of the L2 pool and, yeah. like, all, <laughs> all that stuff. And I'd be just at a structural disadvantage. And I was, like, man, you're so smart. I'm like, you're so smart. Thank you for that advice. Right. And like, I really, after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to really just really lean into the NFT market. And, you know, but but just understanding that I could learn something from that person. Not like, oh, well, I've been on this planet for much longer than you. So there's nothing that you can teach me. And I think people, as they get older, they're just like, oh, there's nothing I can learn from a kid. But like kids inherently understand things that like newer with technology. Like I'm sure you have like nieces and nephews or your friend's kids that, you put a snap filter on in front of them. They they know exactly where to press. And these kids are like two years old. Yeah, they're never in front of a screen, but they're like, oh, yep, let's look at the other filter. And I'm like, <laughs> you're navigating my phone on your own, yeah. and my my mom has no idea what to do when yeah. I put it in front of her. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or like whoever you're working for is like, how do I convert a word document to a PDF? I have <laughs> yeah. no idea, and they're being paid like way more than you are. So that's like a huge concern. Um, I want to go into into fashion and, and what you're doing um, there with NFTs. But before I do that, I want to one time, Chris Jackman, am I saying his last name right? Jackman, yeah, yeah. Jackman, yeah. Describe G in a way that I feel like really represents you. And he basically called you like the Virgil of, of <laughs> oh, like man. NFTs, which was like, very, but just how Virgil was always sort of for like, it's, we're talking about like growth mindset, right. forward thinking, people who are disruptors and just stand out in time. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think you're one of those people. Like I, if I had to make I, a list I of them that. as a friend, as a, as someone who's like an entrepreneur and, and sees trends, like mm-hmm. it's the reason like I even want you on the show in the first place. Cause I'm like, the, G ha- like knows he knows he's <laughs> smart. His judgment is your, your judgment is good. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm blushing right now. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't think people can see. No, that, you are. I mean, I'm not even just, I'm not saying, and like, wh- but when Chris said that, I think we were at ETH Denver actually, um, 
or when I was telling you this, but uh, we, we just, ha- and the, no, he had told me this in, uh, at a dinner once, but mm-hmm. I think I told you that he said that East Denver. And I was like, yeah, no, G money is like the Virgil of, <laughs> I mean, I, I have a lot more work to do to even, I think feel like, feel like I'm even close to that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but it yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's such a high praise, mm-hmm. you know, coming from him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just, I just wanted to share that because I think that's such a great way to describe you. And so like going into this new venture, Obviously, um, you did this like sick collab. You're wearing this wearing this shirt right now with um, yeah. Nine DCC. Yeah. So explain the explain the drop. Explain yeah. So I mean, basically, you know, the when I first got into the space, yeah. Uh, I I remember. So this is back. You know, Pranksy was. You know, he's always been big in the space, and yeah. I remember I listened to him on uh, the Zima Red podcast, and it was a two part podcast. I'm like, oh man, this guy's great. Like he understands everything that's going on in the space, and I literally like hit him up on Discord or Twitter or whatever. And I was like, hey, can I pay you for your time? Like, I want to talk to you for a couple hours and I just want to like bounce some ideas off you because I just want to learn about the space. And how did you reach out? Like DMs or whatever? Yeah, I mean, this was also back like the NFT space was like, 300 people right yeah, like it was yeah. just like there was like nobody in there yeah. and I, I was a whale like I would go in at the time like I I made a name for myself because like I would go and I'd find a project and I'd sweep the floor I'd, I'd buy like <laughs> three to five thousand dollars worth of a project and people like whoa and I'm like and I, I'd hit people up like what other projects are you looking at like what do you like and people like dude like don't spend all your money in one project like you got to spread it out and I'm like I like I, I I have my my asset I, like I wanted to buy like ten or twenty projects, spread it out, and hopefully like one of them would really hit. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I trust me, I, I know I know what I'm doing. I I I I, I allocate money for a living, so I I'm I'm figuring this out. I yeah. know I know what I'm doing. But thanks for your concern. Yeah, but thank you. <laughs> but like, but that's how small the space was. We're like, yeah. holy shit, you're like this massive whale. And now like you know people are spending that on like rugs, right? And we're yeah. like, oh yeah, like I like a cool cat, and like oh fuck, right? <laughs> so, but like, but, but at the time, like it was, I make Matt, I was making like big waves with that. Yeah. And so, you know, Pranksy was one of the first people I hit up and I was, I paid him, he ended up making an NFT selling his time after this. Cause I, I paid him a uh, so hundred cool. bucks uh, per hour for five hours. So I paid yeah. him 500 bucks. And then I think he sold NFT time cards for like 150 bucks after that. And, and then stopped. But like it, it, it originated from that. And I remember talking to him and the first thing I pitched them was I want to make a fashion brand for the metaverse. Yeah. And you know, we like went back and forth on it and I was just, he was like, yeah, like I could see it taking off, but like, it might be too early. And I was like, you know, like nobody's hanging out in the metaverse. So like, who's going to buy clothes for the metaverse. Yeah. Right. So I was like, all right, it's too early. I'm like, so I decided to go, building my brand as a collector um, and kind of, I, I, I realized that I was seeing the space a little bit differently. So it's like, if I just voiced my words and be seen as a thought leader, maybe I would get other good deal flow coming towards me and kind of build a brand that way. And, uh, but it was always on the back of my mind, right? So then like when Adidas came, you know, I was obviously working with them. And then when that drop happened, I was like, like I turned my team, I'm like, all right, now, now is the time to do this. Cause yeah. like from like a tech perspective is like, there were a couple of things that I wanted to solve, right? So the first was I wanted to make an aesthetic that I wanted to wear, right? So yeah. it's like, I'm known as G Money, the crypto punk ape. Yeah. And on Twitter and on this podcast, I'm, I have the ape over my face and that's yeah. how people recognize me. But that doesn't necessarily mean I want to walk down the street with my ape on my chest, right? Because it's like, I'm, I'm a... Because it's a little chuggy or what? Yeah, well, I'm like, I'm a grown ass man and I just don't, I just don't want to have a yes. cartoon on my so, chest. So, right? so... Your take on like crypto fashion is that like it's not good. 
I'm like the stuff yeah. that's just like it's just it's not for me. It's not. For, I would. I don't want to wear it. So I'm like, okay. I want to signal to in the real world that I'm a crypto native. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing that exists that does it in the aesthetic that I want. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why not just make it? Right. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like because I can walk into a Dior store, I can buy a nice Dior T-shirt and I can wear it out. Yeah. But that doesn't signal that I'm a crypto native. I have to signal I'm a crypto native somehow either, you know, wear a watch that has my PFP on it, which I don't arguably really like either. Or I show people my wallet while I'm out. It's like there's no way for me to be like the same way that by looking at my PFP, you're like, oh, that's a crypto punk. It's worth at least X oh, that's, you know, this is yes. somebody that uh, I should respect their opinion or whatever it is, right? The same way with a Rolex, right? Oh, that's a Rolex. They are worth at least X. I, you know, want to do business with this person, right? Like, yeah. or I want to affiliate with this person, right? That's just humans. We think visually, right? Yeah. Because that's, that's how yeah, we- There's no status. <laughs> there's no way to signal that you are in the metaverse, in crypto, in your fashion right now, unless you're straight up wearing, even so, wearing like an Ethereum- shirt like Hoffman shirt last <laughs> night at the merge party no not dra not dragging Hoffman shirt but that could just be like I we like this shirt <laughs> <laughs> that could just be like I like this shirt that right. doesn't mean like it's a status of that shirt right? right like anyone could just slap a fucking ethereum logo on right. a shirt it's like okay. but then but also right it's the quality of the shirt too right because it's yeah. like I want to make I want to create something that it's like I it's a that quality you know that I want like, right that I know the quality yeah. the craftsmanship is there yeah that I would get from a French a or, or whatever. you know yeah. a, a Parisian fashion house yeah and that I would be comfortable wearing but also signals I'm a crypto native yes so that to me was like there's a huge void uh, of what I would want to wear so why not just go out and make that aesthetic so that was really you know, the thought process behind it from an aesthetic perspective. And, you know, it's like, I wear a lot of black and I think this is nice and clean. And yeah. I want this brand to become synonymous with like, oh, that person is a crypto native. They have good taste. Uh, they dress well. They have, you know, like all the things that like, you know, again, going back to that consumerism is like, I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to feel confident unless I own this one piece that is the missing thing in my life. Yes. Uh, that, I mean, for better or worse, that's just, Western consumerism at this point, right? Yes. And so it's like that exists in every single brand at every level. Um, but it's like, why not have our own crypto version of it? Because it's that will only come from a crypto native. Like, oh, yeah. no, no outside legacy brand is going to come in and build like the next big crypto fashion house because they're just. Just in not, my opinion, not inherently crypto native enough. So they're not yeah. going to understand. They're not going to give needs. it the, the justice that it deserves to right. make it that big. Right. And but, but like wa watching you walk on the street and seeing you wear the shirt, it's like, oh shit, how rare is that? That's almost even more rare than something at like a like Fendi or whatever, you right. know. That and and like, that's yeah, because there's less product out, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's oh, like hard, looks it's rare. like even more, yeah, right. looks rare, but also yeah, it's like well are you wearing potentially one of the rarest pieces of clothing in new york when you walk around right now yeah right yeah and i i think that's really cool right because yeah, it's, it's like sick. you know and, and that brings me to the second element right of what i wanted to solve for was verified scarcity right yeah. and it's like i'm sure you own a lot of handbags yeah and i'm sure you spent a lot of money on those handbags yes and <laughs> and i'm sure you kind of question is like how many of these handbags exist right yeah. like if i'm spending a couple thousand dollars on a really nice handbag, is this one of a thousand or is it one of a hundred thousand? Yeah. And, you know, as a consumer, I want to know, like if I'm buying a t-shirt and I'm spending 500 bucks on it, I'd like to know 
how many of them exist. Yeah. And so that's why we put the chip into the shirt. It's sewn into the shirt and it acts as a proof of authenticity that travels with the shirt. Right. So and cool. so to me, it's like, all right, cool. Because now, now when I go to resell it or I'm done with it, whatever, you can now check on your own. You don't need to like go online or check receipts or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is the, I see the provenance. The NFT is from the 90 CC wallet. Right. Cause like the, the name yeah. of the brand is after the wallet that is going to be the source of truth. Right. Yeah. Because it, like, if you were to send me money, the way I, I know my wallet addresses is like I copy and paste my wallet address. I always check the last four digits to make sure I copied the whole thing. So like I know my wallet address by the last four digits. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like so I think to me it's like that's such, that's such a crypto native thing to do yeah. that it's like, yeah, I'm going to name the brand after the wallet. Like what what else would I name it? Right. That's cool. So, I love that. Yeah. So that like that to me is like just those things that I want to see as a consumer for that verified scarcity. Uh, and then the third thing is once I get the product out into the wild and you saw a little bit of this last night when you scanned, uh, yeah. when you scanned the tag is how do I gamify that? And how do I create like real life community in the real world by bringing the tech into the real world? Yeah. Right? Because like right should now, we do, yeah. should I do this? Scan? Yeah, let's do should, it. Should I get Josh? Can I, can I borrow someone's phone? I already have it. So yeah. And will the camera be able to see it if I do it? It's good. I'm just going to like basically mint a pull up and Here. steal all your NFTs. Yeah. Just scan over your phone. Okay. Can the camera see it? So basically what, what just happened is uh, you scanned the phone, uh, you scanned the chip uh, using NFC tech, and that took you to a, a POAP link. Well, I need your, I need your, is Josh that ETH? You own Josh that ETH? Oh, wow. my God. Ooh. Are we going to do this wow. every show? <laughs> oh, everybody asks? <laughs> no, somehow, somehow it, like, comes up every, that, like, it's whatever his ENS comes up and people are like, what? You own a wow, that, I mean, that's, that's rare. Four-letter four, four four ETH address. It's pending. Wi-Fi strong. Congrats. So, yeah, so basically, right, like, I, you just minted a POAP. Josh, you just minted a POAP. <laughs> if I had met you uh, six you. months ago, if I had met you six months ago, that would have put you on the allow list for admit one, which was free to mint. Um, I think right now is worth around $8,000, but it, yeah. it reached like 30,000 at one point. You know, um, I, yeah, I was, I didn't sell. Well, you know, I saw it, I saw it reach. And I was like, God damn. You're like, I like this guy too much. I was, <laughs> I'm a very good friendship. friend. Am I insane? That I, <laughs> am I insane? Um, no. But yeah, so like to me, it's like, I think by bringing the tech uh, into the real world and like kind of taking that community building aspect that we see happening in Discord on Twitter, because at the end of the day, we're all, we're human and we are communal creatures, yeah. right? So it's like, and we see it by the simple fact that people want to wear their PFPs in the real world. People want to show that they're crypto native. People like, I mean, you've gone to, a, so we were at a party last night. Every conversation was people just geeking out over crypto, right? Like it was, it was a crypto party. It was yeah, it was, it was a crypto, it was a crypto party. <laughs> so obviously, but like, yeah. but people just want to have these, these interactions yeah. in the real world, not just on discord. Right. Yeah. And so like, to me, it's like, why rather than bringing the real world into the metaverse, like right away when I don't think the tech is even there yet to support no. it, why not bring the tech into the real world and bring these elements of gamification out and increase you know, the community aspect in the real world. So that, that to me is what I'm really excited about, about all this is like, I wanted to make a product that people would want to wear, uh, ver verify that it was scarce. And then also now to me is the fun part of like, once you get it out into the wild, what you can really do with it. Yeah. Okay. So I want for people, for like brands who are watching, someone's mm -hmm. like, okay, we don't have a web three expert in house. 
Um, and then like, we're basically training someone up. We have no strategy and all the really talented people, to be honest, are tapped or unhirable. It mm-hmm. feels like, yeah. you know, at some, and then, and then if you go to an agency, like you, you probably aren't going to get the best advice. Like what, number one, how would you like sell a brand that they, or, or do, do you think that these not, I guess it's difficult. Cause I, I personally don't think every brand maybe needs to be in the metaverse. Right. Um, but for the ones that do want to and feel like they have a compelling part to be here, like what's the advice you give them? And the people that don't, that are like, oh, this isn't, this isn't it. Like, how do you, how would you sell a brand compo- compared to like someone on the street, like on NFTs? Right. I, I would say, um, one, I, I, they need to understand like what they're trying to get out of it, right? Because like some, some brands want to use it as like marketing. Some brands want to use it as access, right? So yeah. it's really like, you know, do you want to make it exclusive? Do you want to make it more inclusive, right? That determines the size and the distribution. So there's like a lot of things you need to solve for. But to your point is, and this is what the conversation I have a lot of the times is like, you have, you have to understand that this is a new line of business, Yes. right? Like, it's not like, Hey, sell NFTs. And then like, see ya, like, yeah. you know, we're going to, we're gonna, like, you have to get, you, you have to start a discord. You have to get discord mods. You have to build yeah. community. You have to get community. Mod- like there's all these things that then start to go into it. The cool thing is you have like a really rabid group of people that are like your number one fans. Yes. Right. So it's like, and you get direct feedback right away that a lot of these brands probably pay hundreds of thousands and not millions of dollars on focus groups to be like, what works? What colors should we color the can? Right. Like, (laughs) and these people will give you feedback right away directly in a discord poll, like instantaneously. Right. And so I think it really is understanding that it's not just like drop an NFT and disappear. It's like, that's, that's just the beginning. Um, and be willing to invest, uh, into that infrastructure after the fact and understand that this is not like, a one or two year play. This is like a 10 to 20 year play. Right. And yeah. like, you need to understand that you're going to take a vertical that probably it starts at zero. That is probably going to be a significant driver of your business 20 years from now. Right. So a question I have, um, for a lot of these brands or even celebrities that try to do a launch, right? Mm-hmm. Like your launch, and I've talked about this actually on the podcast. I was like, G Money's launch and interest in Admit One was arguably had more attention and engagement compared to a celebrity doing a drop. Because I think for two reasons. One, um, they they have more fans than like people who are like a, a engaged community. Mm-hmm. And number two, potentially they do have people that are like interested, but those people don't have like an ETH wallet set up or right. something like that. And they're like, ah, oh, there's all this friction. Right. So then I, yeah, what, I think part of it, I yeah. think part of it is definitely the friction, right? So it's like my base is the base that's like, yeah, we have a wallet. They're ready to go. Like, like they're like, ready. They're, yeah. Just just tell me where to, to hit the button yeah. and I'll do it. Send funds. So, where. <laughs> I, so I think that's part of it. And I also think, you know, I, I think when you look at the web two world, there's not that much engagement, right? Like, no. I try to hop into my Discord for at least a couple minutes every day, depending on how busy I am. And I have conversations. It's just like, not like, it's not like everything I say is like, oh my God, G Money is speaking. Like, we must buy this, right? But it's like, yeah, like yesterday we were talking about like, what's your favorite cheeseburger, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, because I had a burger yesterday. I'm, what, well, what is your favorite cheeseburger? Shake Shack. Well, and mm-hmm. Emily's in the village, if you've ever Ooh, been there. No, I, Emily, I need Emily's to try West out. Village. Really? Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely try that out. But like, I, I mean, I'm, what's a, yours? I'm a Five Guys guy. Uh, I love Five Guys. Have you been to Shake Shack? Shake Shack's good. I, I if Bro. I could eat a Five Guys burger in a Shake Shack, I'd be in heaven. 
Because we, we, we could make that possible. Because like, because like sauce, Five Guys, the sauce is nah, better. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Shake Shack, uh, a Five Guys guy. Like it's just they're so good. They're for so Freddie and Slip, I think you're a Shake Shack guy. Uh, I, I mean, if it's there, like if I'm in an airport and like you know it's that or McDonald's, I'll go Shake Shack. Okay, what's the best fries though? McDonald's, no, no okay, doubt about that's, it. That's that's like, it. That's McDonald's, good. McDonald's. I thought you fries. had good judgment. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna roll back that <laughs> earlier statement that I had. On the Wait, show. you disagree on McDonald's fries? No, no, no. fries oh. are. Uh, fries are good. McDonald's but, fries, but, when they're cold, are terrible, but they're so good when they're hot that I'm always willing to risk eating them cold because that's how good they are when they're hot. Yeah. I, they're they're the saddest like, thing when they're cold. Yeah, and they're, but and they I can still never eat come them. back to I'll life. still eat them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still like, whatever. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> that's okay. What are we even talking about? <laughs> you know, French Discord. Fries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, but like that's the beginning of the relationship, right? Yeah. And so um, that, I think the one thing uh, it is one that it's the beginning of your investment process, the beginning of the community building. And then two is I, and I've, I've seen this a lot now is that there's a lot of brain drain that starts to happen where the people that made the, the, the initiative, the drop happen, then get, then get bit away by competitors or other opportunities within the NFT space because they're massively underpaid to compare to the value that Chase provided. Right. And so I think that that's really interesting uh, I've seen that play out now many times. Okay. We're, we're, I, I want to be mindful of your time because we're kind of, but, okay. okay. Well, let's go, let's go. Can we go an extra 10 minutes? Yeah. Cause I really do. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, the, I'm yeah. really enjoying this. Okay. So what are, pre- like, what are your predictions for the fashion world? Like, where do you see it going? Like if you had to, if you had to guess, if you had to look into a crystal ball right now. Um, I think like personally, what gets me really excited is, uh, I think, the the verified scarcity of product i think is really cool uh which is what like i'm working on and again like the tech exists and i'm like why isn't this out there like i want this as a as a consumer right um i think that that's really interesting i think obviously when you go full digital like you're not you're not limited by the laws of gravity right so it's like if i wanted my avatar to be like burning man on fire like all the time like i can make that happen in the metaverse right where i obviously can't do that in the real world i just think like designers will have so much optionality of what they can do because they're not limited by the the laws of physics and i think that that starts to get really interesting so do you think these teams should hire like in-house like do you think this should be a role in-house like i like you're talking about like just major brands uh major brands like do you think they should hire either like a like a web3 i think they're, they're definitely trying the problem is I think that like the cost of it is just really expensive. And I, I even know this personally where people are like, oh, we want to work with you. And I'm like, great. And then like they give me an offer and I'm like, I like, it's just not, it's not really worth my time to do this. It's like, not I enough wish money? Yeah. It's just like, it's, yeah. it's just there. I mean, you're talking about companies that have, you know, multi-billion dollar businesses that want to build a billion dollar business on this. And they're like, oh, we don't have budget. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, good luck. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I went to fashion week. Mm. And did you go to fashion week shows? I did. Where'd you go to? Uh, I went to the Tommy show on Sunday. That was the biggest show I yeah, went to. You met, uh, yeah, you saw a picture of you and Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. Yeah. What was, the fuck? Was great. Great dude. Very nice. But no, it was really like, busy. This is how far like crypto takes. This is insane though. Do yeah. You I mean, I was there. So who else was there? Uh, I went, I was there with People Pleaser and Viocious was there. So sick. Yeah. It was, okay. Yeah, so it was great. And we got, how did you we, we, were, we were waiting uh, to get our picture with Tommy and then we got cut by uh, Chris Jenner because obviously she's more important. And Chris Jenner. You know, uh, do you know Talia? 
the she was a uh, Mexican or was she Mexican? I don't even know. But she was a uh, Latin soap opera um, okay. actress, and I had a crush on her growing I up. I bet you did. And I I watched all of her soap operas with my mom in oh Spanish because like I I had such a big crush on her, and I was like I was there. I was like, did you go uh, up to her? No, I didn't. I I I, I got Why, scared. Why did you? You froze. Yeah, I was like ah. And, and, what would you yeah. have said? What would you have said? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it, it was cool. It was a it was a good experience. That was probably you know I've been to a couple of Prada shows at yeah. this point, and this was like a major i think there was like 1200 people there what? and it was raining Shit. so that that it was outside like, it was outside Damn. and it was raining on sunday uh but so it was how did you invite cool. that what did you feel like did you talk to tommy what was going uh, on i mean tom, like he was really busy right did you call him tommy um, call him tom i was i i, I, I don't even know i was just like <laughs> hi i was just like hello and then like we took a picture and uh i i i think we're gonna have a call hopefully within the next week or two but cool. um he was just That's super alpha. super busy um he was just super busy i think their team is exploring it right because obviously uh with the uh fashion show they also had a roblox show going on concurrently okay so um they're obviously doing things they're looking at it they're exploring it and i think a lot of a lot of the major brands i think what you saw last year was a lot of people rushing into the space is like, you know, they were FOMOing in. Yes. And now like that prices have come back down. They can, they can move a little bit slower. Um, but I, I still think that there are a lot of people that are still considered there, you know, different levels of interest. Some people are like, Oh, now we don't have to worry about that. Thank God. And then some people are like, all right, like let's, let's think about what our strategy is for the next five to 10 years in the space. Now that we don't need to be like, what's our NFT plan right yes. now. Yes. Right. So it's like, they can slow down a little bit. So, but I, I see varying degrees of that. So it's been really, really interesting. On top of slowing down and being like a little bit more um, careful and thoughtful about strategies, it's it's sort of like when now when you do launch, right, your strategy, it's not overshadowed by someone else's launch or 20 other people's launch on the same day. Right. Like it gets a little bit more attention, which is actually mm-hmm. good for yeah. you. Like Starbucks... It's cool to see Starbucks still launched like their, yeah, their no, strategy I, the other day. And I like, was I was really happy with that. I I I I pushed very adamantly for an EVM compatible chain for them oh, to cool. be on. I, so did you you consulted for that? Uh, no, or? I I I like I talked to like the Adam Brotman, who's the guy running their yeah. uh, Web three strategy. We've been talking for like a year and a half, and like when we were we were going, he was like kind of pitching me a little bit on the idea, and I'm like. I, I, I'm like, I understand why you don't want to do Ethereum, but like, yeah. do not do it on Solana. Like, do yeah. it on something. Like, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> Kyle Solana no. is about to kill me. But, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but I was we've, like. <laughs> we've ripped Solana on this show lots of times. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel it's that bad. It's a comfortable <laughs> Solana ripping couch over here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, you need to do it on an EVM compatible chain. Yeah. I'm like, because I just think that that there's just so much easier cross-functionality there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad to see that they did it on Polygon. Yeah, it's cool. Um, people were like a little thrown off by that. So I don't know if that was your consulting or... No, advice. it wasn't. No, well, it I just, was just... People are always to feel like... I, I understand why Starbucks did it. Like it aligns with their brand. Yeah. You know, and so like I get it. And yeah. they have their... Inter- and I, I think it, it always comes down to whenever I talk to any brand that's like, like, well, what do you think we should do? I'm like, I, like, I don't know what your objectives are. I'm like, I can only tell you what I think of your brand as an outside consumer, but yes. like, I don't know. You're like, what. you know, your brand better than <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> you tell me what you think you want to do. And I'll be like, like, no, you ah, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? Well, are, how hot should we turn our French fries? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but like now that ETH has moved to proof of stake mm-hmm. and is like basically no, like 
not taking up any energy. People mm. are talking about this new narrative of like green ETH. Like mm. this is exciting for brands who did want to build on Ethereum, but right. didn't want to get like canceled by their own users. Be like, FNFTs, they're, right. they're ruining the rainforest and everyone's going to die. Like, Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the next narrative is, right? Because yes. obviously there's going to be a new narrative. Yes. Um, whatever it is, because people that are going to hate on NFTs are... Are gonna hate. Well, they want they want it. They want to hate. Like they're gonna. They find that hate. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you're just looking for the imperfections. Like oh no, but but look at that. Right. (laughs) No, I know. I now I'm excited. I'm like, what are they gonna come at now this time? Come at us. Come Come at us. What you got? What you got? got? (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Um, Okay, so you went to Fashion Week, um, saw Tommy, and you Mm -hmm. went to a few other shows. Uh, I went to the Tom Bogo show. Um, I, I didn't have a chance to go to any other shows. I spoke at the Vogue business event, yes, uh, where there. we ran Very into cool. each other. Uh, but like I was in town also to film internet game season two. Uh, and I was in a mocap suit for like two what? and a half days. So yeah. So internet game, do you know, do you know about it? No. So it's basically, uh, a game show that anybody can participate in. You buy a ticket. First prize is a board ape. And then, uh, there's also a prize pool depending on how many people enter. Uh, the prize pool gets bigger and they buy other NFTs for the prize pool. Oh, and shit. it's like any anybody could win, right? So you just play and it's like, may the best human win. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, kind of, this season is like Super Mario Smash Brothers type games where it's like, knock people off the pedestal type, <sighs> of, type of games like that. And it was, it was really cool. I started talking to these guys in January um, when they were looking for, for money and I invested in the seed round. And then a couple months later, after they did season one. And then after it was like, you know, would you be interested in hosting season two? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I think it's like Trivia HQ, right? Yeah. Web3 yeah, Trivia yeah. HQ. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I remember the days like, that was you know, like, every 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 night, 9 p.m., like no matter where, like if we were at was, a bar, yeah. we'd be like, all right, Trivia HQ, the let's world go. stopped. <laughs> yeah, and then for like a month and a half. Yeah. And then like, I don't know what happened, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's like, I think what they're doing is pretty cool because it's like, it's another utility, right? It's like the utility is playing the game and having fun, yeah. right? And it's like, and you could, you know, if you're good, you can win a cash prize, right? Sick. Which I think is pretty cool. So we were filming, I was in a mocap suit because I'm <laughs> I'm like, I'm a version of my, my crypto punk ape. And I actually hosted uh, the game with Leah Lamar. Oh, cool, yeah, that's so, sick. Yeah, so we're, wow. we're co-hosting it together. So we were like, we were filming some scenes and then like some commentary and stuff like that. So it was cool. It was tiring. Like I'm, I'm definitely not going to be acting anytime ever, soon. Ever I'm like, this was miserable. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's that's what I was doing at the first half of this week. So I feel like I missed out on a couple of shows, yeah. but it's all right. I'll, I'll get them. Still next sick. Time. Still yeah, very it was, cool. It was still good. Wow. Um, so one thing that I kind of was thinking about a little bit when I was going around to these shows, because this was my first New York Fashion Week mm-hmm. that like I got, I went to. This was the first one where I was actually like invited to stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. when I lived in New York, I'd be like, "Hey, like, can I can come I to like in? your after party? Yeah, like <laughs> get me in." And they're like, "No, <laughs> no. Who are you? <laughs> who are you?" But that's the thing I was thinking about when I was going to the shows. I was like, I feel so out of place here, like so out of pocket, like right. just not my vibe at all. And then when I, I was like, it, I bet this is how people feel when they show up to crypto. Oh yeah, for sure. Like they're just I'm, like, what the. F- what right. Yeah. Hell? Because it's like, I mean, it's your subculture. Right. Yeah. And it's like really because like I, I got that sense, too, sometimes where I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm like I'm like the weird guy in here. Yeah. Right? And it's like, all right, that that's fine. It's like because I also think that at some point our cultures are going to merge. Right. I agree. It's too. Like the, yeah. the tech there is like just it's it's so massive for yes. in, in like any vertical. Right. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, you're going to have to adopt this technology or you're going to get disrupted by somebody from your space that figured out how to use this tech 
Yes. And build something awesome with it. Yeah. And I just think there's actually, I sat with it longer. I thought it was like, I kind of was trying to do like an audit of all the things I felt. Because at first I was like, oh, man, like I, I went to this show and it was like the, just the getting into it was crazy. And it was like all this FOMO. And like I got there and like the show was sick and the designer, great vibes, everything. But mm -hmm. like almost the crowds, I was like kind of like icked out. But it wasn't like a high, one of the first shows I went to, it wasn't like a high, it wasn't like a Tommy Hilfiger like, right. production. It was just like one of these other shows. But that was like kind of like mid-level trying to push the boundaries. But then I kind of sat with it and I was like, it's just like crypto in so many ways, right? Because, and I talked about this on, on like the solo pod I did yesterday. Um, that isn't out yet. I don't know. Maybe it is live, but it's <laughs> like um, that almost some of these brands are similar to crypto. So I was thinking about it as like, okay, like the Burberry's, the Ralph Lauren's are almost like Bitcoin. They're like inspirational, but they're, they're standard. They're constant. They kind of like are always the same. Then mm -hmm. you kind of get further out, right? And you have like things that are pushing the boundaries that are almost a little uncomfortable, right? You're watching the shows, and you're like, well, that's fucking wild. Like, right, is that right. fashion or is that like <laughs> just like, what are we doing here? Right. And that almost happens in crypto too, but you almost need both of the sorts to like advance forward, right? Because like that's what fashion is. It's put, and tech is that too. Right. Like, we're all pushing of like what could be, what right. does the future look like? And, it, and it's the same. And I think like, both of these industries maybe thought that we were very different, but I think what we're going to find out is it's going to converge very right. quickly, basically on those things. Cause we're all shooting for that. What's right. the future look like? What does the future of tech look like? What does our lives look like? What are the clothes that we look like do? Yeah. They and what's wear? the functionality of them? And what's right? the functionality like, of them? So it, it's not it's funny, that different. It's funny you say that. Cause I was in, I was in London and I met this designer, like brilliant guy. And what, like, you know, I shared my story. He shared his story. We really started hitting it off. And I saw, I'm like, this guy is a true artist. I'm like, yes. I was like saying to myself, like, don't open your mouth. Like, don't <laughs> let him think that you don't know anything about anything that he's talking about. And I'm like, this guy is so next level. Yeah. And then he would be like, wow, like, I love the way you're thinking about it from like the tech perspective. And I'm like, I'm like, I hope that we can find a way to work together because like, and he was showing me some of his designs that he's done over the years. And I was like, this is so next level. I like, I want to figure out a way for us to work together. And I do think that there's going to be like that element that you're saying is like, he's pushing boundaries on like the design side yeah. and I'm pushing, I'm trying to push boundaries on like the use of the tech in clothing. Right. Yes. And like, how does that change how we interact with each other? And you know, what does that look like and how do you build community in the real world? And like those things are naturally going to come together. Yeah. Like what if, you know, you could attend a fashion show and you get airdropped an NFT because you were there. And that's yeah. like, you know, we talk about it all the time with like, you know, collecting an artist really early or whatever it is. Like you go to this up and coming designers really er show really early and then they send you a thank you. Like, you know, yeah. maybe their signature design 10 years from now is like, yeah, you were there at yeah. that show. Here you go. Airdrop to your wallet. Right. So like, cool. like just that or community. <laughs> no, I like that though. It's cool. It's, there's a, no way to track that. Like right. no one could tell you, you know, a fashion show that you went to 10 years ago if you, you were in attendance and like, right. how do you pay someone back for their loyalty and early faith and belief right. in you? Right. And, and that, that's like, I want to really try, like the reason why I'm starting off so small with admit one and nine DCC is because. Explain admit one. Cause I don't. Yeah. I, we kind so of admit just, one is, yeah. is pretty much access to all things G money. Right. Yeah. It was like, I knew I was also working on nine DCC at the time. Um, I know that like, I knew that whatever it is that I would drop, it would probably get botted if I'm just like, yeah, 
mint time starts at noon. And then it's like, all right, well, one person that knows how to work the contract literally minted everything yes. and like now drop sucks, right? So yeah. I, I, I wanted to kind of have some sort of mint pass and know that like they weren't in the hands of bots, which is why I distributed a mint one the way that I did. Yes. And I gave it away for free. Yes. And I, I, I also know from the conversations that I've been having that, you know, I think I have really cool stuff coming in down the pipeline, but also working with legacy companies, it takes time, right? Like Adidas was moving at the speed of light from the first time I spoke to him to the day of the drop was like eight and a half months, yeah. right? So it's like, it, it's, you know, that is like 10 years in NFT terms, yeah. right? Yes. So it's like, it's not where it's like, yeah, we're going to do an NFT drop. Like we're going to release it in 30 days. Like that you can do that if it's like you and me doing an yes. NFT drop. But Adidas, so many layers, yeah. legal, it, yeah. goes through, it goes through yeah. everything. Like, like, like yeah, it, it, and it was, it's crazy. So it's like, I know, I don't know what the time frame is, yeah. uh, but I think I have some cool stuff coming down the pipeline. And so admit one is like access to all things G money. One of them being 90 CC, because I know that is like my passion yes. project of what I'm, I'm actually working on and, and spending most of my days on. Right. And so like, you know, I admit one gives you broader access. And I think the coolest thing about it um, that I wasn't expecting was the community that's really sprung up around it where yeah. we have this uh, subgroup called the watchers yeah. and what they do is they go out and get the community on allow list for other mints because I wasn't even thinking about that but they were like yeah why don't we use your name and wait to get this community into the space and it's a community run org there's like I think five it's either five or seven of them that are just literally going out getting allow list spots for other communities and you know like some of them um, you know, like yeah. Seth Green uh, was just on my podcast yeah. uh, yesterday. It dropped today and we got the entire community on it. And so it's like some some mints are smaller, so you can only get a percentage of it. So I think it's been really cool because I do think that ultimately when you see like long term value accrual of communities, it's not going to be from a centralized team. That's like, okay, all value is going to come from these 10 people. It's like, it's, it has to be a community effort, right? Like I think nouns does that really, really yes. well where they're like every, like, I don't know what it is about nouns, but everybody that's in nouns wants to participate and yes. give back to the nouns ecosystem. Yeah, they're so and, strong. Yeah. And I think that's something special to tap into. I'm trying to figure out how to do it in my own way, yeah. but I think that that's something that's really, really notable uh, to be cognizant of. Yeah. No, it's sick, and it's congrats on on both of the drops or and, and launches. Thank you. That's, it's super cool to see you just keeping like always innovating, always doing something sick. Like I'm always like, oh shit, what what is this about to be? And like even like just teasing it out, I'm like, what are you? Sometimes I just actually like, what are you up to? What are you up to? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean that's the only time you slide into my DMs. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, gee, I need drop I need the this alpha. alpha. Drop the alpha now. Um, Okay, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a little game. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> a little cash app game. Right. Okay, so it's a little rapid fire question. Um, what's the most expensive NFT that you've ever purchased? Um, man, I. <laughs> so it, if it's in terms of ETH, I think it might be uh, my ape that I spent uh, 140 ETH on. But I think if it's in terms of USD, convert at the time. Uh, of that purchase. time it was about 150k. Okay. Um, if it's in terms of USD, it might have been when I bought the Katsumard Free Hawaii photo, um, which uh, I paid 100 ETH for, which I think was around 300,000 uh, at the time. 
I think that that Damn. I think that one's probably it. Damn. And like I, the story behind that one was um, she had this photo that she took that was always like people just screen grabbed it and always used yeah. it uh, without her permission. So she never got paid off of it. And so I, I hit her up. Um, I forgot somebody tweeted. I think it was maybe D's tweeted like yeah. one of her pictures. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So I messaged her. I'm like, hey, like I'd love to buy one of your pieces. And then she's like, actually, like, can I call you real quick? And then she pitched me this idea of like, you know, I'd love to um, auction it, um, you know, auction it off. Um, and it's it's literally something that she's never gotten paid for. And she's like, I think that the royalties that I would have earned would have been 300K if I actually did wow. get paid for it. And so she's like, we started off at uh, at 100 ETH and like the auction went and it, it just so happened. I was I was lucky in that the day the auction started, ETH was crashing. It was yeah. one of the days ETH was crashing, so nobody bid. And I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't get into a bidding war. It's like, yeah. if not, maybe like 6529 would have come in or, or yeah. something and outbid me. But I felt, um, I, I thought that that was really cool because that also sparked a really big conversation with regards. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, when the, uh, when the piece sold, it became CCO. So basically anybody can use it now and people put have put it on shirts and on dresses and other patterns, use it in other NFTs. So it's been pretty cool, but that sparked a huge CCO conversation for photographers in yes. the space because of that auction. So I thought that was really cool. No, that's cool. It's cool that you bought it too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, it was, respect. I, literally, she told me that. I'm like, I'm like, I love this idea. This is fucking awesome. She came on the podcast. We talked about it and you know, she's, She's crushing it. Like yeah. she's like she goes. He'll like she'll send me like a picture of her like hiking in like the Himalayas or like the it's Patagonia somewhere. I'm life. like, and she's like, you have to come out here one time. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, just send me pictures. <laughs> I love that. Okay, what's the most recent purchase that you regret? Um, man, I try to block those out. Most recent purchase <laughs> I regret didn't happen. I I don't oh man. I don't even know what it's called. It's like, you know, sometimes when like you're in a group chat and everybody's filming into something and yeah. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll buy a couple. Uh, I feel like I've had a, a couple of those, but like they just went to zero right away that I don't, I, I'm sure I have like a hundred. What about like just something that's not in an NFT, that's something on the street, oh, a piece of clothing. that I immediately like, regretted? Um, a meal. Okay, how about this? I went to ABC Kitchen the other day Yeah. and I had the burger. And they took this, guy. they took, well, is that your the, only thing you're getting at? Well, <laughs> no, because the thing is like the burgers in Puerto Rico just like aren't as good as they are in New York. So yeah. I'm like, all right, like I'm going to go to one of my favorite burger spots. And so I, and also I heard, I think tomorrow's national cheeseburger day. So like get your burgers out this week. Damn. Right. So, right. you know, I'll do it. somebody told me that and I feel like burgers have stuck. So I went to ABC <laughs> kitchen. I got the, they have this amazing jalapeno burger Yeah. and I ordered it for lunch and they took the set. There's no longer sesame seeds on the bun. Why? And I don't know. But like, it was very disappointing. I was like, wow, like the, the bun was very different. I think it was like a little brioche now. Um, and no, I, I, I love, not a I'm not a brioche bun guy. Not and I burger. love, I love sesame seeds on burger buns. So fucking good. I don't know what it is, but they're so much better. I, yes. this is, this might as well be a podcast about cheeseburgers. Yeah. Like we've spoken <laughs> like about <it's> <laughs> cheeseburgers and French Brady, fries. We should just go around New York and just rate cheeseburgers. I I'm down. I'm, do, you, do you know what a bang bang is? Like no? in for NFTs or no, just for food, a bang oh. bang. So, cause it's also something in crypto dick butts, but. Oh no. What, what is it in crypto? I'm, I, it's I just, know. it's just like when you buy 
Let's back, okay. back. All right, well, we'll we'll go back to Bang Bangs. So uh, so Louis C.K. Uh, had his show Louis, I think. I on love FX. Louis C.K. I love even him. though he got canceled. Yeah, I he's, he's, he's never so funny. canceled in my he's heart. He's so I, funny. He's so funny. I love him. He's so, funny. so in one of his episodes, him and his buddy are they they do something and they call it a Bang Bang. So they go somewhere, they have a full meal. Yeah. Then they go to another restaurant and have another full meal right afterwards. Oh my god. And so I'm like, that's fucking amazing. And so like yeah. about ten years ago. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, a buddy and me, we, we started bang banging on like Saturday afternoons. We're like, we're going to go to one restaurant and then we're going to go to another restaurant like right afterwards. And we but get do you like, go full meal. Do you go full meal? No, no, I wouldn't go full meal. Like I got to watch the figure a little that's bit. That's right? fucking like, crazy. Like, I was like, I go like, like apps. A- you go apps, right? Um, oh, I don't even, I don't even know where I, I was thought you were going full. I can't, full I can't course. go full meal. Like yeah, you're, that's insane. you're crazy. No, I, you're the one that brought it up. I, I, I don't even know where I was going with this. Bang, bang. Like bang, bang. We should bang, bang sometime. Uh, yeah. Right. Dumb, but down. Maybe, Let's maybe bang. tonight. Yeah. What are you doing for dinner? I'm actually going to Laura Tuesday. Have you ever been there? Laura, very good. Yeah. Very good. I haven't been since 2016. I haven't been in a minute. It's my, my friend just gets all these reservations when mm. he's in town and he's like, uh, I know this is what he did too. He's like, Laura Tuesday at 530. I'm like, you're just. Ooh, 530. Is, you don't even need a reservation at 530. You just I know. In. You just I'll, I'll meet you at Laura Tuesday. It's, it's 506 right now. <laughs> like, it's in five minutes. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Oh wait. The question was, you, oh, you got the ABC burger. Yeah. This is so not even rapid fire. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> you um, got the burger and the sesame seed sucked. Yeah. I, I don't even know where I was going with that. Well, bang, 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 just bang, bang, bang. I, I, mean, I just I learned bang, something bang. new. Yeah. The other day, I, I bang, bang sushi and Prince Street pizza. That was that Prince was good. This is the one I told you guys. You you, you haven't been to Prince Street? Wait, Prince dude, we, have, so good. we have similar tastes, man. Prince Street's so good. It's the best one. The yeah, it's so besides good. Besides the burger, which is a miss, I think we're aligned on food pretty right. pretty right. good. Yeah. yeah, the best like fifteen dollars you've spent because you get fifteen dollars in free money if you uh, use my code Aubrey. Pr- probably like use a cup code. of coffee in New York, I guess. <laughs> right, that's one like a half a <laughs> cup of coffee, fifteen bucks. No way. It's like six bucks. Six seven, seven bucks. Oh my god. Come uh, on, fifteen. Fifteen bucks. Um, it's a weird spot for. Uh, probably like breakfast. I, I I had a breakfast bagel this morning. Where uh, from Lenwich? Yeah. I, I mean, I, it it was the only thing in the area. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure okay. it was good enough. It's okay. Yeah. Because I didn't want to go into like a random bodega and then like get a stale bagel. No, or something. no, the bodegas are where I, I was the tra- magic happens. Ah, I I wanted to go to Essa Bagel, but it was too mm-hmm. far. I was like, I can't go to Essa Bagel. Let right me now. put you on some delis. Let me yeah, put you on tell some me, bodegas. Tell I'll me. give you I'll give you my alpha on that. Okay. Um. What's the most expensive piece of clothing you own? On uh, my 90cc shirt. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> my, uh, shameless Pl- plug. Plug, plug, plug on <laughs> Same, my show. Shameless chill. Yeah. Um, the most expensive chill piece of clothing G. I own. Um, Flex on us. I, I, do, do watches count? All right. Yeah. My uh, So I bought a, uh, a Patek 5711R uh, last year. It was, like, it was my grail watch for like a decade and I was always like if I make x I'm gonna buy it and uh last year like I made a lot more than x and I was like this is like my gift I'm like this is my gift to myself and I remember I was originally gonna buy it at the beginning of the summer and I was like I can either buy the watch or I can buy um a crypto punk and or a couple crypto punks and I bought a couple crypto punks instead and then I ended up selling one CryptoPunk for the watch uh, and bought it. So I was like, I was like, oh, that was even yeah. even more icing on the cake. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but that was it was literally my Grail watch. Uh, I was looking at it for like a decade plus, and I was like, all right, now is the time. I'm definitely gonna get it. So that's that's it. 
That's sick. I'm trying to like make, I want to get a watch for my birthday. Um, Should. When's your birthday? November 19th. Uh, you hear that everybody? Yes. November 19th. Uh, but I want to buy it myself. I don't okay. want to get, okay. so I'm no, trying don't send her ETH. But <laughs> no, no, no. Do, do send me ETH. What do you mean? <laughs> Ian S is in the, in the notes. In the, <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> send watch here. Send funds for watch. But I'm, okay. I was thinking, people have told me Rolex is like meh. I was like Cartier. What do you, what do I mean, you, what, what I would think, you, for a woman, what would you recommend? I mean, I think APs are cool. I think Pateks are cool. I, 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 Rolexes are cool too. It, it really just depends on what your aesthetic is, what you want. I know. Well, I was you going know? Rolex. People are like, ooh, that's so douchey. I mean, there's some nice Rolexes. I know. Yeah. I, don't listen to other people. Yeah. Get, make, do what people. makes you happy. Thank you. I, and take me with you. I'll I go do, watch shopping yeah, with I, you. I want to go watch. I yeah. like just want to find something cool because it's like a, it's a, it's a milestone birthday. So yeah, I for like sure. Do, I just want something uh, that's 21? Like, yeah, yeah, 21. 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, who's someone that owes you money right now? Ah, oh, oh, man, Pay I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say his name, but no. yeah, this this guy, I, I lent him money a couple of years no. ago, and just didn't we drag people. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Someone yeah. in fifth grade. No, like, it's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you still owe me money <laughs> from lunch. Um, yeah, no, I, I someone who owes me money. I, I guess I, I did a deal with a buddy uh, but I, it's just because i haven't given my he's like tell me where to send the money i just haven't sent them the the ens uh, and then send it to me i'll, yeah, I'll make sure like, it gets yeah. to you get it to aubrey for her birthday for my, for my, yes. okay the last thing you bought on sale um the last thing i bought on sale are you just are you just too cool now you just no no i definitely buy stuff on sale i'm just trying to think of like i just like haven't had time to go shopping like you just shop online or are you in store guy? Uh, I, I like more in store. I like more yeah. the in store. Because here's the thing is in Puerto Rico, you don't have any of these stores there. Like, there. like there's not like most of my favorite brands aren't in PR. Yeah. And they also don't ship to PR. So like before, like I lived in Manhattan for 13 years and I never understood why somebody would travel somewhere and then go shopping. I'm like, why would you ever do that? Like, that's such a waste yeah. of time. Shop when you're home. Yeah. And now I'm that guy you where I'm it. like, yo, like I need to hit up Amy Leandor. Like, give me like 10 minutes. Like yeah, I need yeah. to go because it's like, you know, I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I, I can't get access to any of this at home. So, um, Wait, why are you, I, I mean, I saw you in PR when you had the uh, metaverso, yeah. but like, are you just, what are you doing? Not paying capital gains? Like, what's, what's, the, what's um, the fucking, there's, what's there's no capital gains tax. In, Is that in why PR. you're there? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> just wanted to, just wanted to. Right, you, sound, you sounded so disapproving. No, it's that. just, I, I'm, I'm, I don't agree with people just mo like your life, like your quality of life. My quality of life is pretty good. Here's, here's the thing is if I didn't move into to Puerto Rico, I wouldn't have gotten into crypto or at least wouldn't have gotten into crypto when I did. What year did you move? 2017. Okay. I got, I moved to Puerto Rico. I met some people that were trading Bitcoin. They told me they were making a bunch of money. So I started doing research on Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> I went, I found Ethereum. I went down the ICO rabbit hole and, and that's how I like, Fair. you know, For so it's Puerto like if, it may, if I stayed in New York, I, I mean, I might still be pushing stocks too. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's, that'd be rough. Yeah, I, I couldn't I see know. like I, that. Gee, I'd be so sad if I saw a different version of you. I, well, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't know me. You wouldn't even. Yeah. Be, we wouldn't be here. Right We'd now. be walking past each other on Broadway. Like, uh, what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question. What's your most recent Cash App transaction? I I, I don't think I even have Cash App downloaded. Oh my God! Use yeah. my code right now. All right, I will. You sign up. You gotta <laughs> sign up. <laughs>
We'll I knew this was going to happen. I was like, <laughs> Jesus even use Cash App. Yeah, I, I, use, I use Venmo. Is that, is that, oh wait, I do this, have Cash App. The show is sponsored by Cash App and you're using, I, I, use, like, I, use, I use the competitor. Uh, it's like, say, it's like doing the Adidas drop. I mean like, fuck yeah, Nike. Let's go Puma. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll sign up and I'll use your code. And tell um, everyone else to do it too. Yeah, everybody sign up for Cash App. Use Aubrey's code. It's in the show notes. Code is Aubrey. Code is Aubrey. <laughs> and then send, send ETH to Aubrey.ETH. Yes, for birthday watch. <laughs> RG, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I enjoyed this so much. Thank you for having me. I could have I could have done this for like another few hours. I know. I, I honestly I, I'm too. bummed I have to go and you have dinner. We, we should have done like food review. I mean, yeah. we have so much to tap into here. I, I, I'll come back just, on yeah, for a food review. Yeah, just come on. We'll, Anytime we'll I'm in New York, yes. I'll, I'll come back on. Yes. But we have to talk about anything but crypto. Yes. All right. I like All that. Right, deal. Yeah. Just making deals on this couch left and right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into The Observation. We'll be back next time. Good luck and Godspeed. You don't